Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hi, I'm Dr. Asiliades Rodriguez. I'm a neurologist and a sleep specialist at NYU Grossman School of Medicine. Today, I'm going to speak about idiopathic hypersomnia insights, a diagnostic case study. We had this 26-year-old woman presented with excessive daytime sleepiness for over 10 years. She struggles all this time getting out of bed using multiple alarms and maybe late for work sometimes, despite sleeping 9 to 10 hours. Over the weekend, she has sleeps 12 to 16 hours, and yet she does not sleep rested. Every morning, she felt slow and groggy for up to 40 minutes after waking up, and the naps that she takes during the day, even short or long, are unrefreshing. She also has a headache and a couple of syncopal episodes in her history. Currently takes no medications. She was thought to be depressed in the past. It was suggested to take medication, but she declined to use them. At some point, she had a home sleep test that showed no sleep disorder breathing, normal. Right? She reports no snoring or restless sleep. Physical examination is normal with a BMI of 23. The Edward sleeping scale is 16. There is no history of cataplexy and no other past medical history, such as head trauma or CNS infections. So she presents to you and you decide to test it. You do an actigraphy for a couple of weeks before coming to the lab for testing and show an estimated daily sleep time of 11, 14 hours. At the PhD that you do then, show a total sleep time of 510 minutes with no sleep disorder breathing or periodic leg movements or sleep. The sleep efficiency is high at 98%, with 25% of slow-way sleep with no short rams. Right? The MSLT showed mean sleep latency of 6.5 minutes with no sorrows. Due to this, you diagnose a idiopathic hypersomnia. She exactly fits the criteria by the American Academy of Sleep Medicine of idiopathic hypersomnia. Excessive daytime sleepiness, well-documented, no cataplexy, right? You did a testing with a PhD showing no SDV, sleep disorder breathing, PLMs, right? She has slept 510 minutes during that time. The MSLT shows a mean sleep latency of 6.5 minutes with no SORAMs. So technically, she qualifies for uh, idiopathic hypersomnia. It's not the history of insufficient sleep or the causes of sleepiness. Even though you even went further and documented for two weeks an actigraph, the patient is sleeping over 11 hours. Uh, so that shows that she has idiopathic hypersomnia. So she fits the criteria. Which other uh, supporting criteria you may have for this patient? Well, severe and prolonged sleep inertia. She said it's taking 40 minutes to, to get it going in the morning. Some episode half awake, half asleep. Sleep drunkenness is cool. Unrefreshing naps, right? Automatic instability. She mentioned some headaches. A couple of times she passed out. Uh, they may have also right now phenomenon, right? Um, memory attention difficulties may reduce to the sleepiness. Right, depression symptoms may have this patient 15, 25%, and in her case, she has a very high sleep efficiency too, uh, 98%. So all those are supportive criteria above IH. This graphic is very important. We need to take into account the differential diagnosis of excessive daytime sleepiness. Right, the number one cause of excessive daytime sleep in the world is insufficient sleep. So I need to be taking into account sleep disorder breathing, especially is moderate to severe. Narcolepsy, type 1, type 2. 
uh, idiopathic hypersomnia, other CNS, uh, hypersomnia due to infection, stroke, any brain insult technically and provoke hypersomnia, traumatic brain injury, medications, legal or illegal, and causes sleeping. Circadian rhythm sleep disorders, any medical condition, and controversial, but worth to mention, depression. What else can help you to elucidate the diagnosis? Well, excessive daytime sleeping or no cataplexy. That may be a hint. The sleep drunkenness seems to be more common in IH than in other CNS hypersomnia, so maybe a clue. As I mentioned before, headaches and autonomic features, tension type or migraine, syncope, as patient had, the unrefreshing naps, long unrefreshing sleep, all those things could be a clue. No other sleep disorder can explain these features. And if you think that the patient has it, the testing is not enough, you can repeat the testing because the clinical correlation is the most important issue. Thank you, and hopefully that was helpful for you. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.